With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the Lion of Vienna Sweet Podcast episode 56. That is right everybody, we are back, it's been far too long, I don't even know when the last one was or who was on it or what we talked about, it's been that bloody long. My name is Dan Murphy and joining me today for the return of the Love Pod is Mr Johnny Ecclesley. Johnny, how are things? Good mate, good. Uh, had a. It's been a good summer break, back in pre-season now you know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, training's been tough, but uh, I'm ready. How are things with you? Amari, Amari, uni is uh, ended, thank God, and, you know, on the long summer now, just chilling, got to Copenhagen on Saturday to watch Bolton. You know, I don't think I need to tell you that we were drunk when that was booked. For some... You're such a bellend for doing that. <laughs> I'm always wanted to go. When... You are such a bell. When I can't believe you've played... done that. When Bolton played there two years ago, I had pretty like a whole tour there and had like three games. Me and my mates planned to drive to it and like do the whole like go to Sweden, go to Denmark, and like do a European tour, or like through Belgium to Amsterdam to Hamburg and do all of it. But alas, that did not come to fruition. So now making the most of it by going to Denmark, going to Copenhagen just for the weekend, should be should be a good laugh. Also joining me is Mr. Tom Wilson. Tom, how are things? Hiya. Pretty good. Uh, been watching the arrows. The weather's mm-hmm. been up and down as as it always is in the summer. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been. It's been shite. Well, it's been yeah, it's been weird because I've been to subsidise the money that I've been spent on Denmark, and then and I've been to work in my dad's factory doing the weeding, which is not fun. It conceals a lot of manual labour, which I'm not particularly fond of. And the weather, with its sporadic rain, has not been very helpful. And finally. The last guest today is Mr. Jamie Moss. Jamie, how are things? Good, thanks, good, thanks. Two-month-long summer started about a week or two ago, so I'm in a very good mood at the moment. Good stuff, good stuff. What have you got planned for that said summer? Uh, absolutely. Will we ever find out what that was? <laughs> Promising start. <laughs> Sounds like a question. really boring summer. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you still with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what, did you, what, what did you say? Have you got nothing planned, do we guess? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I've got nothing. Oh, that, that is literally what I say. Did I cut out at that point? Yes, you did. And, you know, <laughs> we were just left in such no. great suspense. Yeah, well, that's. I'm just dramatic like that, you see. Um, no, nah, nothing bad. bad at the moment. Might look for some stuff to do, but I've had very little time off this year, so I'm quite happy just to chill out. Yeah, fair play. I think we can all appreciate that, and that's what we've been doing, like like line of that after the traumatic nature of last season and the amount of effort we all did in, you know, covering such a 
such a horrible time. I think all of us have had a little bit of a fucking lull over the last month or so. Not much. There's been still been content hashtag every day, but you know it's been a bit a bit quiet on the old site recently. But it's time to pick up again now. But um, Euros have been on before we bang into Bolton. How have we been finding the Euros, Johnny? Fucking dreadful. Yeah. 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 We are absolutely oh, yeah, England England. atrocious. <laughs> like in that game, I mean, we were, okay, okay. I'm just, I'll just touch on England before I go on to talk about general Euros. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first game against Russia, we were, we were decent. We, we should have Second seen the game out. Good. Second half. Yeah, yeah, we were okay. You just expect us to see the game out there and get a one 0 win. Wales, um, obviously, great to win the last minute, but we should have won that game by a few more goals because they were just they came for a draw at the very most. Mm. Um, I didn't watch the Slovakia game because I went out for a meal, but from following it on Twitter whilst I was there, it was dreadful. So it's it's good that I didn't go to that and uh, I didn't watch that. Sorry. And then Iceland, well, enough's been said about it already. But yeah, I'm I'm now um, supporting Wales, mm, and I'm, I'm actually I'm actually got I'm also gutted Iceland went out because I was a uh, I was supporting Adrian Johnson so, sort of, mm-hmm. passionately. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's, he, he got on. He got on. He, he got his token eight minutes against uh, France, didn't he? And he nearly. He did, didn't he? Nearly, but he. I wouldn't say nearly score because he didn't have the shot. But he was like in the area. He was prowling when that ball went to him at the back post, and he was completely. He nearly. Bad. He nearly scored in one of their group games. Oh. The free, yeah, free the kick, kick in the again. last minute. Yeah. Jesus, I missed that because I've been. I've been away in. Oh mate, the, the scenes they got a, they were they were they were pushing. They did concede in the last uh, minute or so. Uh, to was it? There was a draw, wasn't it, Tom? Yeah. Did it go Hungary? to a draw? Yeah, it was a draw. It, yeah, I think it was against Hungary. And then they had a they got a free kick right on the edge of the box, and Sigurdsson hit it into the wall, bounced off the the defender's feet in the wall, fell fell to Good Johnson, and all he had to do was just place it into the top corner, and he, he hit it wide. And the absolute scenes in my front room, if that had gone in, had it. I think I put my girlfriend girlfriend through the coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, anyway, that's my two pence on the Euros. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been it's been shite in an England perspective, and for me, all of it is Roy Hudson's fault. The fucking owl. But Tom, have you have you been finding it? It's been mediocre. Players mm. have been underwhelming, and I absolutely fucking love it. <laughs> because there's been so many tournaments where it's just like, alright, these teams are obviously going to play well, these teams are going to get stomped on, but it's not been like that, it's been there's been an air of unpredictability all through it, and mm-hmm. for as much as people have complained about it, and to be honest, rightfully so, I just find enjoyment in it. You enjoyed the shite. In a weird way, yeah. Because I yeah, live I, for that kind of stuff. I feel like the quality of football in like, general has been rather shit, but I feel like the stories that have come out of it Make up yeah. like Iceland, Wales, Italy going far when everyone thought they were the worst Italian team in like ever, all that type of stuff. I think there's been some really good stories out of it, and it's 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 been worth it. I think, Jamie, how have, how have you been finding it? Watched that much of it actually. Uh, I've enjoyed some of it, but I mean, so like when watching the Portugal um, was it Portugal Hungary and then Iceland Austria at the same yeah, time. That's right. That was insane. Because we had like we had the two screens in front of us, so things like that were amazing. But then you had, oh, some dreadful matches. Like I can't even remember remember who, who they were. Particular low light. Especially I don't think I even watched that. Penalties nicked from us in the last minute. Christ alive, that was dreadful. Yeah. So there's been some terrible games, and then obviously England has just been. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Just, yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. Shall we dissect England while we're at it? While we've got no, not much, you know, to fill time. Shall we go into England's fucking dire straits, everyone? Are we agreeing? Have, have, sure. have we actually got enough time? I mean, that could take hours, <laughs> surely. I think, I don't, yeah, I'll go into it. I think it's all Hodgson's fault. And the, I think England gone out quite similarly to Belgium. How? We have a good squad and good players, but a manager who is such a fucking dinosaur that can't even put an actual system or roles or formation together in a, some form of cohesive manner just for putting all the parts, you know, just throw it. It's like having a Ferrari and throwing all of the parts into like a fucking pile and expecting to go 80 mile per hour. It's yeah. just not really going to work. Yeah, and that's, you know, Roy Hodgson is completely to blame. I think if we had a good a manager who would actually fucking, you know, appreciate football and how it's meant to be played, we'd have probably fucking won this tournament because I don't think there's been any standouts, really. And it's quite, quite frustrating, especially with the hype going into it. What's your two cents, Johnny? I just don't understand why we're playing um, players that are sort of out of form for their clubs and then... It comes to internationals and they get in the team. Jack Wilsh has played 90 minutes of football all year. Why is he even playing? Yeah, and yet we sent Danny Drinkwater home, who's a Premier League winner. Jamie Vardy starts on the bench. Um, Premier League winner. Did he Was he the second top goal scorer in the Premier League? Or did he get Joint the goal? Top. Of the Joint top, wasn't he? Kane. Kane and, yeah. I know Kane Harry, and Vardy had basically 50 goals. Harry him, Kane. I'd love to know how many free kicks and corners Harry Kane's taken for... Um, for Spurs this season, I think he like took one which deflected in. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I just don't understand that. It's yeah, just, how how he came to it more corners against Russia than he ever has for um, Tottenham. Jesus fucking exactly. Christ. I just don't. It's just backwards. Like, and then you look at the te- other teams that are playing well, or that have played well: Italy, Germany, um, Spain to a certain extent. All the players that are playing in those ta- in those sides are playing in the same place where they play for their clubs. They're not. You don't get. Eden Hazard playing in centre midfield. He plays at number ten where he plays for Chelsea. Oh, he's he's not playing at fucking fullback, is he? He's playing where he normally plays because they've got competent managers who actually understand how to manage a football team. It's just basic shit. Like Slowly if we got just be- fucking sense the steam coming out of your uh, eyes. It's just, it's just fucking. It's so annoying, and I'm not even annoyed. Like I, I've just sat here and watched it. I, I didn't get tickets or anything, but like um, down the money road, Tommy he went. Uh, and obviously he enjoyed it, but there's fans who like who booked trips out there for the whole thing, expecting England to beat Iceland and mate. get into the quarterfinals. You know, my mate uh, was out there for all of it. Literally one night I had to sleep in a shed because the fucking hotel cancelled the booking on like sixteen of them. And so they had to go to some, some dodgy French campsite in the middle of nowhere. I'd literally slept in a shed. And um, he was just fucking goes to the Iceland game and just leaves fuming from Nice. Has to drive all the way back from Nice. Can like, imagine? Like, imagine the scene. Yeah, it's like it's a like, three-day drive. It's so far. Like I just don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. And they're, they're not asked. And I tell you what. Just before I finish on England, what really pissed me off is why did Roy Hodgson have his statement ready? He, he literally. I yeah I I agree. I think like, he, he practically had good PR though to be fair like just skinned it up real quick. I don't know. Him. I disagree. It was it was a it was a good statement and it was probably already pre-written just in case because I reckon he was going to step down regardless. But Maybe. having said that, like how how can the players imagine if that if one of the players heard about that? Oh yeah, mm. uh, the gaffer's got a statement ready in case we don't win. Like I, it's just it's just fucking ridiculous. I'm having to have a statement to read off 
when you're quitting is such a spineless act in itself. Like you can't even speak from the heart after you've just let the whole hopes of a nation down. It's like, oh, you spineless man. And it's yeah, I I liked Hudson, and I I was very much in support of him getting the job when he got it. But fuck me, he's just an absolute atrocity of a manager. What what do you reckon, Tom? Well, going back to the same thing, he probably had it ready for after the. He probably wrote it after we went out of the World Cup in 2014. <laughs> so there wasn't an issue. But yeah, um, on England. <laughs> on England in the Euros. Honestly, I'm, I'm sort of glad we went out to Iceland because I'd rather watch fucking diarrhea harden on a, on a cold morning than watch another England game at that Euros. I think Alan, <laughs> I think Alan Shearer said it on um, BBC. We had a system that, that allowed us to go unbeaten in the qualifiers and we didn't use that system once in the tournament. We didn't even bother to try and use it. It's maddening. It's absolutely maddening. Yeah. It's... I was yeah. I was talking to someone like the other day and I was on about how England don't seem to have any team spirit. And I was wondering if the point if that if that was because like so teams like Wales, Iceland, even Italy, you know, teams like that, they have to come through great like hardship to qualify for the tournament, mm-hmm. so they have to have team spirit. And also that they're they're such a small nation that there's no Controversy when their squads are picked, like there's no one big star missing out or anything. In when Iceland announced their squad, I imagine. Imagine being the one Iceland player who's good and didn't get in that squad. You'd be fucking fuming, wouldn't you? There's a player. There's a player. Um, uh, we uh, Umbro sponsor um, Nuremberg in Germany, Bundesliga two team. There's an Icelandic lad who is, by the way, the most gorgeous human being I've ever seen in my life. I fancy him quite a lot. Oh. Um, <laughs> and. He is. He gets the Iceland's national team. He's been playing for the team for like the last five years. He's a really good player, and um, he got injured in April, so I missed oh, out. Oh, poor bastard! I know. Right. He's, he's telling me about it. He's absolutely furious still. Jesus. But my point being, like, there's no discrepancies in the squad, so there's no like real competitiveness to get in the squad. So there's no fractions there. And then, let's say England, we smashed our European qualifying you know we qualified at a canter so there's no real need for a team spirit to be created if there's no hardship to overcome and I wonder if that's got a part to it do you reckon there's any credence to that anyone um, no talk fucking jump in no order today I'm um, may I don't I don't even know I'm just trying to I'm just now we're talking about I can't stop thinking about it now I'll tell you why I reckon we went out because we don't have a Viking clap mm-hmm. that is, mm, that's it maybe but then you know, again, we're not Vikings. What do you say, Jamie? What do you reckon to it all? Um, with no, England, I, I mean, I think there's there, there's a mentality deficit. I think with England, and that is a big thing. It's been mentioned that well, it's always mentioned is when we go to the World Cup um, or, or Euros, like the fact we don't have a mentality. And I think I think that's shone through. It's all well and good blaming Hodgson um, for the failings, and he is obviously partially to blame. But he. Um, you know, he didn't. He didn't tell the players to go out and not bother playing against Iceland. You know, he he won't have told mm-hmm. them to go out and just um, be insipid for ninety minutes. So he has to take his share of the blame. But I think the players clearly haven't can't work out how to play in a major tournament. And I think it's something like since Germany won the world, well, since we won the World Cup against Germany, sorry, they've won six international tournaments and we've won six knockout games in international tournaments. They so it's not a fifteen uh, finals, I think. Yeah. Now. That, that doesn't absurd. surprise me. Yeah. yeah I, so I mean, you know, it's it's a historic thing, and it's an issue we've got to mm-hmm. get a sports psychiatrist in instead of a new um, manager, perhaps, mm-hmm. or as well as a new manager. I think it is a fair point about the players. It's like 
you can't blame them. For, you can't blame Hodge for them not passing straight. But it, when it's such, when every game has just been so shit, I think the point comes when you have to. And we all know these players are quality from what we've seen throughout the season. But so when the manager's putting Harry Kane on set pieces, when he's clearly, we could all see from the first corner he took in the first fucking friendly before the Euros, we all knew that Kane cannot take set pieces. And still, with fucking a minute left against Iceland, we're about to be eliminated by the smallest nation in the world, apparently. I'm still convinced it was a bet, by the way, between Hodgson and Kane. <laughs> it's, it's just mind-boggling. I think it's hard to me, it's hard to blame the soldiers when the commander is just such an imbecile. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a weird one. But speaking, shall we get get off one depressing topic and just go to Bolton Wanderers? <laughs> Yes, let's. That's quite a good segue. Let's do it. <laughs> oh man, Bolton, we're back. Bolton played Coles on Saturday. I was there. Don't remember much of it. I got quite drunk. It was fun. Big Phil Parkinson were there as well with his boys. I think the players in attendance were Clough, Moxie, Clayton, Walker, Derek, and David, who I wanted to just go and fucking kneecap to make him prevent him from playing for us in the coming season. But it was a nice day. The uh, the senior players looked happy to be there, thankfully, and we're t- happily taking photos with young fans and whatnot. And I tell you, it looks good. The only player who really stood out, I bet you can't guess who it is. Uh, Sammy Zadar. I'll have right. him say his name. Sammy Zadar. He there was a. Uh, it was probably being a bit harsh. A couple of them did look all right, especially for. Couldn't really tell that much through my like slurred vision. But Sammy Zadar easily the most like. He does stand out quite vibrantly against the rest of them he just he could track the ball really well as a really good turn of pace isn't afraid to even though he's like four foot four and he looks so small in real life jesus christ like when you're right up to him like he came over to the corner i was stood at one point and i was towering over him it was quite weird to be like that's so to be taller than a footballer it's he's quite a weird. strong lad though isn't he yeah he's, he's like it's a bit like shakiri how he's small but dense and like yeah. fucking wide but he looks really good. He took his goal well. And played, you know, everything Bolton did was pretty much going through him. It wouldn't surprise me if he was in the first team this year. I don't, I don't know if he's gone to Sweden though. No, he won't have done. Which I think may, I think we should have probably taken him to be honest. It's first team only, which for me uh, yeah, speaks, well, speaks volumes. Well, that's gone. Yeah, Walker, no, Walker is first team. He's in the first team. Like he's in, he's in the first team squad. He's named in like the. Mm-hmm. The um, the first what, is it twenty five or however many man squad it is, and like you can obviously you, you can draft players in from the academy, can't you? But mm-hmm. um, I'll play like Alex Finney, I think, gone. Whereas... Yeah, again, they're, they're like squad players that have been in the squad for some time. But mm-hmm. don't forget Samadazi or whatever his name is. He's only about twelve, isn't he? So seventeen, uh, eighteen, just turned eighteen. I think. Exactly. So he's not he's not that old, and he's no Rashford. Definitely so... not. But I think with how. With just, you know how Jamie Thomas has gone to Burnley and people aren't exactly pleased with that. I feel like when with him being probably I think it's fair to say he's the hottest prospect at the academy at the minute or youngster at the squad at the minute. If you don't count Clough and that as youngsters anymore, you count them as senior players. I think it is fair to say that to keep him happy and I, I know it sounds really weird to say you've got to keep a fucking eighteen year old happy, but let's like, keep him secure and see how good he is. I'd have liked for him to gone for Parkinson to get a good look at him. But I hear from Bradford fans that he isn't one for playing kids, I don't think. But saying that, he played like Aston Villa kids who he got on loan last year at Bradford, so 
I don't know. I think he's, he's not really going to have much choice, I don't think. Well, there is that as well, isn't there? Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I quite liked him when he, Sam Adelzi, when he made his debut, but we'll see. I think I think we'll see a little bit more of him, and I think, personally, um, he'll have a few good games this year, and then sort of this time next year we'll be talking about him as being our our lord and saviour, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you reckon, Tom? I've literally never seen him play live, so I don't... Abstaining from an opinion. Yeah, because my general starts any of us online. My general rule of thumb is if I can't pronounce a player's name, he's not worth me paying money to see him live. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very fucking. That's a very very harsh rule of thumb, I'd say, (laughs) on yourself. Like, imagine the just the wonderful plays you couldn't see. I don't know. Uh, What's a player that's hard to pronounce? I can't really think. Mkhitaryan, even though it's not that hard to pronounce. A Sun journalist was on Sky News this morning and fucking butchered it. And I was like, mate, I, it's not like that. Well, is there anything else from Coles you'd like to know? There wasn't much to say. Like The squad was literally fucking 18-year-olds and stuff. Um, what was what was Parkinson wearing? He was wearing a buttonless white shirt. with Not a buttonless shirt, but like a, a button. Not done up to the collar. Not the collar not done up. Fucking hell, Dan! You made you made a dog dick of that, didn't you? He was wearing a shirt. He's wearing wearing a shirt with the top button undone. Jesus Christ! (laughs) And then with his with his black jumper over it, black sweater, which he's been known to wear on the sidelines previously. So he's dressed for the occasion, definitely. I can respect that. Yeah, a lot of time for that. Um, the trialists who were the like none of that. Right, that you're not a Jarvis, not right, Torius name ever. Can we agree? Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He looks like a ghost fog. Like I was so surprised at the contrast. He had like a shaved head, was like proper small, and had like one of them faces with the high cheekbones that just look like you that you're not very nice. And I was surprised at that, I must say. And he was quite small as well, which I wasn't expecting. This this they shouldn't stereotype off a name, I've found. The other Sandu, is it Sandu and Cleansersmans? Uh neither particular Stood out, even though Sandu scored. But from that, like I said, it was it was hard. For, it's hard to really judge like eighteen year olds when they're playing against you know full grown men who were going for it, because you know it's a big occasion for them. But it was an enjoyable game, and it was nice to see everyone involved and whatnot. And surprise, Holdsworth wasn't there actually. I thought it'd have been a good opportunity for the owner or owners to go out and about and like. Nah, they're not forward um, facing. Maybe, but that's you don't get that very often. I know Holdsworth. I know he loves the club and he's a community man and that, but it's just not a very common thing for people to do that, yeah, especially like. Not. And I'm not calling for not doing it, but I feel like it would have been a good. Maybe, but then the worst thing for him is like, like, can you imagine people asking him questions about like where you're getting your money from? He's like, "Fuck True. off, mate! I'm try- trying to have a pint at a pre-season friendly." Here. True, you can't. Yeah, right. Like, um, I don't know, but what what I think. Oh no, no, I don't think anything because I've just forgotten what I was going to say. I've been saving this point until you stopped talking, down Now I've forgotten. Well, my apologies. For Go on, it'll, not... No, carry on. It'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. Well, unless there's anything else you'd like to know from the Carls game, but there isn't much to know, I'd say. Oh, that was it. I'm going to remember it. It was about something really funny I saw on Twitter about Trialist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen this. A, a, team, a team played uh, with loads of Trialists, and there were like eight of them. And uh, the top top reply was Mr. and Mrs. Trialist must be very proud. Classic, classic <laughs> pre-season banter. Very good. It's first, first time I've ever seen that. Seriously, it's, I've, that? Seen, yeah. I've, been on, I've been on the Twitter block a while and that that one comes up fairly regularly. Really? That's upsetting. Yeah, it does. It, it does. But, you know, Aww. it's always nice. It's, it's good. Like, jokes, if jokes can like go a year, you know, 
a year yeah. apart. It's, you know, I usually forget, and it's a nice reminder, but I just never forget, and it's quite a harrowing existence. <laughs> oh, shit, it was like... And interesting, George Newell didn't put in play, so I imagine he's with the... Uh, yeah, he is, team. I've seen him in the pictures. I, I like the look of him when he played last year, so... You know, should we should we delve into but like so obviously we've not been talking I can't remember the last podcast I said we can't remember the last stuff we talked about. But since we've got a new manager in Phil Parkinson, that was a fucking ordeal. You know, who was fit you know, we had about eighteen different favourites at one point. You know, from Phil Brown, Kevin Nolan, Peter Reed, Jimmy Phillips, fucking Nigel Atkins, which had me on suicide watch, Steve Clark, I think, fucking and Ryan Giggs at one very scary moment. But we ended up with Phil Parkinson, so I guess what was, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff we could talk about here, so the owners seeming to be doing a good job with everything they're doing, the new manager, so what point What point would you like to go on to first, Johnny? Um, I think we should talk about how he looks like an adult Lego figure. Here we go, <laughs> yep. Um, it's still, it's, I, I, you ah shit, I just spilled water in my own eye. <laughs> what? Where was, what were you doing with the no glass so high? I've no idea the physics of what just so happened. So, just while, while Dan's dying, there. listeners, just for context, before we, we actually came on air to do this podcast, I was talking to Tom and Dan before Jamie joined about uh, how I think Phil Parkinson looks like an adult Lego figure. Now, I know what you're thinking. Adult Lego figures don't exist because all Lego figures are adults. Well, that's not strictly true because I'm going to write to Lego and get them to make a Phil Parkinson figure just for us. Because <laughs> I, I think I think he looks like a living, breathing Lego man. Yeah, I think you're so, spot on with that. I, I, I think you could tell it's spot on because I laughed. I did a genuine laugh after hearing it the second time. And see, you know, and you know what I mean. No, I think, uh, I think that's a good shout. I aim to please. So... In, shall we go on to an actual point that we want to discuss? Do I talk about the owners doing actually well and you know probably deserving credit and whatnot for the embargo being partially lifted, getting a good manager in seemingly? Or do I want to talk about the new manager itself? It's up to you, Johnny. You could be the host for this mini cycle. Mini cycle. Um, let's talk about the man, the man, the myth, the legend that is Phil Parkinson. Where has okay. he come from? What has he done? Mm-hmm. So, um, and who his barber is. It was <laughs> what did you say, Tom? Who his barber is? Because I really want to know who's oh. responsible for that party. <laughs> who his, who his barber is? Yeah, yeah. Maybe his mum does it. Maybe his mum does his hair. Tom, I think I think his mum does it. It looks like normal hair, but at the side, like slightly to the left, if you're looking at him, there's like a small parting that's always there in pictures, <laughs> and like it really dink? fucking bothers me. Is it like a little dink that's like? I Google a picture of that. Phil Parkinson, and you'll I'm know on. exactly what I mean. I'm on there. It's. See, the first one doesn't show it. The first picture I've got. Uh, no, well, this is great podcasting as we all search through fucking pictures of Parkinson. Oh, I've got one here. Yeah, I can yeah. see it. It mm. bothers me to know him. See, it looks better in... When was this picture? Whenever Bradford City played Brentford in the FA Cup. That's fucking helpful. He looks good. I think it's when he has it a bit longer. It, like, he probably has one of them shite natural partings. I reckon. <laughs> yeah, it looks more natural then, but when he like, has it shot... I reckon he grows his hair when he grows his hair long. He hasn't had a trim in a while. I reckon that's the way it grows. And when he has it short, he looks a lot better. So we've come to that. We've got to the bottom of that. Couldn't we? <laughs> what was your reaction, Johnny, when Parkinson was announced after such a long fucking search for a new man? I'm delighted, mate. I mean, it was a name. I don't think it was even mentioned. I didn't hear it mentioned at all. And that's always really good to hear. Like, 
I mean, we we're all party to following uh, BBC Sport and whatever on Twitter, so we know that. Jose Mourinho signed for Man United in like October 2013 and Zlatan Ibrahimovic has been destined to go to United since he was like six or whatever. But it's always nice to hear a, a transfer or a manager signing for a club and it just pops up out of the blue and you never know. And I'd never heard anything about Parkinson coming to us before he signed, so it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's done I a great job at Bradford. Like a few weeks before we happened, but it was nothing like it was nothing like gigs or yeah, like because he, he, he wasn't out. He wasn't out of a job, so like, mm. why would he? And he obviously, which, yeah, done a, which, done a decent rubbish. job at Bradford. They yeah. got to the um, got to the playoff semi final. So, like, he he done a decent job. He's been at Bradford for uh, four years, just over four years. He's, he's the he was the fifth longest serving manager in English football. So, I think it's a it's a coup for us. It's a great signing. Um, he knows how to get results. He knows how to play in the division that we're in now, and hopefully, he can get us out of it. So, I'm I'm really really pleased. And to be honest, he's never done anything. We haven't, I can't remember the last time we played Bradford, so it's not as if we've ever come up against them and we can say, oh, they were shit, we don't want him or whatever. So it's, it's literally like, it's probably the cleanest slate ever because I think all the other names that have been banded around were of people that have, have managed against Bolton before. Mm. Or at least I've got bad names to him now. Or just, I've no names at all, like Giggs, he has nothing to him, so why the hell would you want him as a manager in our current state? I think that's what we'll talk more about the owners in a minute. But I think that's why the owners deserve a bit of credit because there was pressure. Like people, fans were getting like quite frustrated because we'd gone so long without manager and it was just no answer in sight. And they took the time; they were patient, and they seemed to hire the man, you know, the right man who looks set to, you know, could do good for us. And I think what's really interesting as well is that he is a. There's no more trying to fanny about trying to get managers who play the nice way or whatever. We've got a manager who will hark back to our most successful days under Big, Big Sam Ardes, who will play long ball. You know, he's, he's you could tell already by signings he wants solid, no nonsense players who will run through walls for him and do a job. And it looks like we're going back to that more passionate, you know, team spirit, long ball up to the big man, run through and just try and fucking smash um, the opponents. So, what do you reckon to his to that, Tom? I think it's a fantastic appointment. I think it's the best appointment we could have made from the people we had available because the rest of them were just living off their reputation. Like Nigel Adkins did an alright job at Southampton, but honestly, would have been a disaster if he signed he, for us. It would have been absolutely appalling. Yeah. Ryan Giggs was is just famous for being good at United. There's no managerial pedigree there because when he took over Man United for a <clears throat> brief period back in like 2013, he was dire. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so yeah I think hiring a manager just I think the safe option is sometimes always the best and this was definitely an example of that mm-hmm. do, you, do you reckon he's like the style of football they'll be bringing here which is very you know Sam Aldice-esque as I said do you reckon that's a good direction for Bolton to be heading in you know the yeah, direction we feel comfortable in that style of football is my drug so I'm really <laughs> excited how about you Johnny do you reckon it's a good direction for Bolton to be re- to, you know, retaking the old road the successful road yeah, I, look, I, I'll be honest, mate. I'm not asked. I'm really not asked. I could sit through 90 minutes of boring football, but if it gets us to the playoff final or it gets us promoted, those all I'm bothered about is those limbs on the last day of the season. Exactly. That's all I. That's all I care. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, it doesn't really matter. We're, we're in League One, lads. It's not fucking La Liga. Let's mm. suck it, suck it up, and let's get over the football league as quick as we can. It's not, it's not really attractive football, is it? When, when was the last time someone ever said? Oh yeah, uh, this uh, this League One side are playing great football. Oh yeah, ne- fair, never. 
Right. To be fair, Wigan. F- fuck off. Balls to Wigan. <laughs> but, but they had Will Grigg, who's average. Um, but it, you know what I mean? It's, it's not that often, and it's not exactly a, a league that's focused on. So I'm just happy to have a good manager who knows how to get results, and hopefully we can... You know, even if we don't get promoted next season, I'm not even going to be that bothered. If we finish, like, if we get to the playoffs or finish... Well, I'm just going to be happy not to be losing games, which I'm really hoping Parkinson can do. And I think seeing us solid again will just be like nice. Like when it's, not, it's literally not since Megson. We'll give we'll give Megson credit. It's not since Megson, and from Marco we weren't that solid in Megson. But it's not since Big G that we've been fairly robust and solid defensively. And it feels like, especially with the signings he's already made in Beavers. Feels like uh, Parkinson will be harking back to that, so making us very organised, very disciplined, and just hard to fucking beat, and won't be conceding 90th minute equalisers and winners every other week, won't be conceding soft goals, will actually just not give us fucking heart attacks every week because the defence is so bad. He just seems like a manager who will be organised, which we haven't had since Megson, and you know. Since, since, and in a good way since Allardyce so I'm yeah I'm very happy with the appointment I think fair you know fair play to the owners they obviously made you know they obviously made a, you know, a well thought decision and a decision they didn't rush to make and like I said yeah getting him from Bradford when we had to pay conversation was quite a, a, the blue I didn't expect that in the slightest that's why I kind of when it did come up like a few weeks prior like like oh we might be going for Parkinson. I was like, why would that's never happening? We don't have the funding, but apparently something's going on in the back, so we kind of do. Um, so yeah, it's, it was. A, I think only time will tell if it is a good appointment, but at the minute, it's certainly. I think it's certainly one that's been creating excitement for the Bolton fans because it's something yeah. new and exciting. And I'm definitely see. looking forward to the season more thanks to this appointment. Mm-hmm. <coughs> How about you, Has your excitement be re- rekindled? Yeah, I'm definitely. Mate. I mean, I'm. Well, they announced that thing today, didn't they? Um, that uh, well, today, by the way, for people listening, is Tuesday. They announced the away season ticket, which I don't think we've yeah, ever I done saw before. This. What is, what, I saw so, this. I didn't have time to read it because I was at work. So, what is it? It sounds like a good idea. It's basically right. Man City do it as well because my mate's a Man City fan, and it's they call it the cup scheme. So they don't do it for away games, but it's like you automatic. You put you, you basically you sign up to a direct debit for away games and. Um, the, the money automatically comes out of your account. So you say to Bolton Central, like, I always want one or two or three or four tickets for every away game. And then they automatically take the money out of your account and just send you the tickets. So okay. it's, for, it's for, like, diehard fans, really. And it's a good shout, but, I mean, there's n- I don't know if you can get the tickets refunded or whatever if you can't go to the game yeah. and take the money or... I don't know how it works. Yeah, it's but, not um, quite what I thought it would be. I thought it'd be, literally, you pay Bolton a certain amount of funds. Obviously, it'd fluctuate because... Like so, they that probably have to take a loss or make up prices, or they'll take a better thing, whatever. So you play a set foot fee, then you get every away ticket. I didn't realise it'd be. It's basically saying on a direct debit. I think season ticket is probably the wrong wording to use for it. Well, but, no, it is. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same as a uh, as um, a home season ticket. It's just not a set fee. You just pay per um, pay per game. Yeah, so they'll know they'll know roughly how much tickets are going to cost. But then. I don't get how it works if, say, like we have, we have, I don't know, uh, who away, I don't know, a a League One club away, Bradford, for example, and then Bradford say, all oh, right, well, Bolton are going to bring a lot of fans, so we're going to reduce the tickets, and then 
you get charged on your direct debit like 20 quid and ticket to a tenner. I don't know, but it's, it's boring chat on this podcast, but there you go. If no, anybody... It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what you mean, but it's an interesting... It's a good, it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's good that they're not just like settling for it, and not many clubs, particularly in League One, who, I mean, we have a really good away following anyway, but not many clubs will be brave enough to do that. So it's good. Yeah, I think it's good. As I said, it's 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 all for like you know making the excitement bigger for the coming season. Um, right. Should we talk about the owners? So the owners have done pretty well, I'd say. They've made the manager thing. They've paid for him. Even though it was supposedly very low, and um, you know, they've kind of did they pay for it? Yeah, I think it was a literally very low fee. I'm sure Mark Isles of Bolton News fame said it was like a low fee, which I'm guessing under hundred grand I'd have thought for Bolton. But we definitely paid for him yeah. of some kind. So they've got money, and we brought in three players in the last five days. Do the owners deserve some credit, Tom? Yeah, as much as I'm. As I've had doubts over their relationship with each other, like <laughs> if you believed what you saw on Twitter, you'd just think that they fucking arm wrestle each other all day or something. Mm-hmm. But I think they've done really well to um, get Parkinson in, get the embargo partially lifted. Hopefully, you know, fully lifted by the time the season's started. Yeah, it's. Um, I think a lot of the <clears throat> cynical people, including me, have not got as much reason to um, be cynical anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. And- I don't agree with this, like, hive mind, or kind of the opposite thought on Twitter of people calling other people for, like, being cynical, being worried, being cautious, because, to me, if you, if anyone wasn't cautious going into this new ownership after the previous eight months we've had, you're being quite naive for expecting, you know, I just don't, to me it seems so weird how you can be so trusting immediately after such a uh, traumatic period. But I feel like we you know I've been worried for a bit, and now it seems like you know they've got their de- feet under the table now, feet under the desk, feet under the table, whatever you want to say. And it seems like you know they, they, even if there is you know these rifts between them that we've been hearing um, through the grapevine, they seem to be at least coming together to work and make good business decisions in some of the ways they've been raising funding and that type of stuff. You said we've got a new manager in who we paid for and seems to be exactly the type of man we need at this current moment in time. And they have brought three players in, so it's all, it's looking rosy. What would you say, Johnny? Uh, no, I agree. Before I start talking about Parkinson, I feel like we should explain Jamie's absence. Yeah, that's a good answer. So, so people feel like we're not ignoring him completely. I've got to let you do it. Yeah, we're not ignoring Jamie at all. He's just got technical difficulties at home with either his internet or his laptop or his phone or whatever. We're desperately trying to get him back on the call. We're not just ignoring him. We will ask his opinions on these things when he returns. If he returns, we're not being rude. Promise. <laughs> Go on, Johnny. Do you um. So, what what was the question, mate? I forgot what you said. Oh, we're just just in general. Yeah, I think I think I wasn't overly convinced. Uh, I'm still not a massive fan of Ken Anderson because I'm pretty sure he's a living, breathing waxwork. Um. <laughs> He's a shell with a lizard man inside. He's really weird. Like he, he looks like. Um, have you seen? Have you seen the first new Spider-Man film with Andrew Garfield? Yes. Do you know the guy, the scientist guy who turns into a lizard? Yes. He looks a bit like him. Oh, um, I need to get this up now. Uh, like mixed with Willem Dafoe when he's the Green Goblin in the original Spider-Man film with Tobey Maguire. 
Uh, it's a bit complex. You might need some like I don't know yeah, software to put them together. Photoshop, yeah. But yeah, well, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it and I'll tweet it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not overly impressed with Ken Anderson just because he, he said a lot of things like it, things were going to happen in the next week or the next day or two, and they haven't. Mm. He just sounds like. Do we have wants, a new board yet? We've, they've added some like that. I thought that was a bit weird as well. They added like a few people to it, and then. Dean Holdsworth changed his his role to like director of football, so he's yeah, like right. he's basically Phil Parkinson's boss, and then they've got more people into the business side of things, which to be honest is fair enough because from what I understand, that was the bit that was causing Dean a bit of uh, distress, and because he was a bit ill, wasn't he? Um, I, I well, so they say. Rumors say. Yeah, so I mean, that's what but, he's always wanted to do. He's still own it, but it's like he's still he's yeah, yeah. owner, still having point in decisions, but his day to day running in the club will be you know it's, it's more hands on it's more hands on which is better like which is what he what he said he wanted um, who we got doing the finances then do we know I, I don't know I'm not sure to be honest I don't think it's the same guy that used to do it because um, he obviously Pratt. Darren Prattley yeah um, <laughs> for, mate you can't even tell his own shoelaces <laughs> um but no, I, over, overall, I'm, I'm pretty happy. They've done, they've done nothing at the moment to cause me any real concern, other than, like you say, hearsay on Twitter. Mm, yeah, I, yeah, I feel that's fair. Like the, I said, I don't think the worry and the caution is unjust. I think we'd be stupid not to be worried in some way. But they've done. I feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel now for us. I feel like. They are taking us in the right direction, and I don't think they're at the woods quite yet. We still have to get out of the embargo properly. Still have to see how you know, see where we are six months down the line after running for a season. See if we're still all right debt wise, or you know, where is you know the money that's owed to certain people and whatnot for buying the club and all that type of stuff. See where we are six months down the line. But I'm certainly in a more positive frame of mind than I was three months ago. And as I said, they signed three players. So we talk about those three players. The first one to sign the dotted line was Chris Taylor, former Blackburn and Millwall winger. I had no fucking clue who he was. Looks like a proper time. fucking pub player, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, does. he does. He's like... He does. He's in like the Gary Taylor Fletcher standard of players who don't yeah. play footballers. Not like, not like Gary Taylor Fletcher of Black, Blackpool Premier League, not Gary Taylor Fletcher of recent, like, spent too much time in the pub. Because I wouldn't say he's fat, but Gary Taylor Fletcher was like an absolute whopper yeah. for a footballer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, not that, it's not that bad. But um, he, doesn't look, he looks like an electrician, Chris Taylor. Probably like <laughs> <five minutes. laughs> so, does, does anybody actually know what he's like? Because he I, I vaguely, vaguely remember him at Blackburn. Very, very vaguely. But I mean, I don't know a great deal about him. Let me. I'm going to YouTube him right now whilst we're on the Ooh, whilst we're on the pod. Tom, do you know him? Absolutely nothing. He looks like. Um, <laughs> he's been described as a bit of a workhorse, which I was surprised by because he looks like he just you know. Yeah. He, he just looks a bit lazy to be honest which he is unfair he looks off his appearance but I mean I don't yeah, know yeah I feel like from what we've seen with Proctor and Taylor from what we've heard it seems like he's signed two players who run a lot which is good I feel like I feel like Taylor from what I've read is a player who would be alright for League One but would be out of his depth in the Championship I think so would, it's, it's probably a decent signing do we have any real? So we have Walker Taylor now do we, is that it for wingers? No theme um, gone? Fucking rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. To Blackburn. Can we talk about Owen Coyle? Fuck me dead. Signing Liam Thien for Blackburn. My Jesus God, Christ know. alive. Have fun, lads. 
Um, so yeah, do we actually have much depth in width? Um, Not really, no. In that article I wrote today, which is going up tomorrow, everyone, make sure you watch it, uh, read it even, is... Um, uh, I've I've identified that that there's not really anybody else to play out wide, particularly on the left, because Chris Taylor's right footed. Easy, easy, only one, but I don't think he's good enough to start. I know you Can, like him, Dan, but I'm afraid. Can't box in up to the wings. I hope not. But we have no left back either, so that's true. <laughs> Moxie. Yeah, we like, do. Moxie, Moxie's a legend. Yeah, but Tom's saying, what if we move Moxie to the wing? And I was like, then we'd have no left back. No, he just scored a. Uh, scored, I'm just sorry, I'm just watching a video here of some some Blackburn goals against Swansea in what looks like the FA Cup, and uh, Taylor Taylor just scored a pretty pretty nifty goal. Is uh, okay? He just looks like a wide a wide player really. There's not really a lot we can. Uh, just a winger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he seems okay. He's, been, he's played. Be like for, league, it feels like the League One James Milner, something like that. Yeah, he's played for some decent sized clubs at this level, so it's not as if we've signed someone who's like proper shit. James mm-hmm. Milner is the league one James Milner. Yeah, fair fair point, well made. But yeah, <laughs> with on Walker while we're there, I feel like I can't really judge him at the minute since he didn't play at all last season. But I still hope he gets a chance this year, but again, I don't know if he will or not. Next up was Mark Beavers, the twenty six year old Millwall centre back. Now I'm I was very happy with the signing, he seems like a very solid he seems like he's a centre-back who's capable of the odd mind fart. If you remember, he's the player who sent the back pass, no, the back cross, back to his keeper, who then had to head it over his own goal, because he like, literally fucking smacked it at him. But and he I don't like, remember this, so I'm going to YouTube this as well. Yeah, he, he definitely, like, Beavers, put Beavers back past something. He was the one who smashed it back to his goal, and the keeper had to, like, do a dive in order to save it. But I was very happy with this signing, I feel like, He's like a leader and this is a very solid. He might not be the fastest or the like the, uh, you know, the quickest and the most like best on the ball or anything. But I feel like he's smart, solid. <laughs> what a bell! Why did he do that? <laughs> David Leeds wrestling. Yeah. I've never seen that in my life. What is he up to? He's only on the halfway line. Why yeah, did he do it's, that? It's he's at he's at least fifty yards away from his own goal. Oh my god! Careful of the odd brain fart. But I feel like he's a leader. I could actually see Parkinson making him captain if he doesn't fancy Prattley. Um, what do you what do you reckon to Beavers, Tom? Cool name. Um, he's keep the cool name. When I was watching Bradford in the playoffs, because you know that's I mean, no well. Um, he looks yeah. A- apart from the occasional clanger, he does look like a solid centre back, and mm-hmm. you know can't be worse than um. Goal for it as well. I think he's got yeah. five last year for me, including one at Wembley. So yeah, I, I think he's. I'm happy. I'm happy with him. I think he's going to be. Uh, Going to be good, solid, experienced. It's exactly what you want from a centre half. Experienced and young as well, which I think like twenty six is like peak age, like centre back. Like, not peak age, but like a good age for getting one. But what what amount of contract was Beavers? Three years or is it two years? Has, I'm, I think pretty sure Taylor and Proctor are two, but I'm not sure about Beavers. I, he's, I like... the, he's the perfect um, centre half to play alongside Holding for yeah, me. He took the word yeah. out of my mouth. Definitely. Like he, he, he's experienced at this level. Like he just, he, he just. I mean, other than being a little bit slow and um, prone to a mistake, but most centre halves are like what more could you like ask for? League One, we're not going to be against that many fucking rip raw strikers, are we? So exactly, like what what more could you ask for? It's a great signing, and we got him on a free as well, didn't we? So mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, it's, it's a great, I'm great thinking bit of business. Of, of clubs to get in, like Millwall wanted to keep in Bradford, and it feels like it's just weird to say. It feels like we are kind of the big dog in this league now, which yeah. you know we're getting players from other people are competing with, which is a weird thing to say, but kind of depressing that we have to go to League One to be like a big dog. It's weird. Player, but, it's weird, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's it is weird. Strange. Um, um, and he's, he's best mates with Chris Taylor as well. Yeah, so, so that's good. I feel like you know, Parkinson, you can already see that Parkinson's like buying players he's know he knows and he's aware of. And he, um, you know, he's trying to. I imagine he's going to try and like foster some kind of spirit within the scene, which I'd hope. Um, I say, I would, yeah, I think it'd be a good foil for Holden as well, because whereas Holden, still, he's still young, still, he's very capable lad. You can easily see him being a captain of the whatever whichever team he goes to, or when he goes to him, even this one, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I feel like he's, he's like Beavers wouldn't. Whereas like last year when Holden was playing alongside Defeat. Holding was constantly having to like fucking talk to defeat and get defeat <laughs> confidence up and get him in line. Whereas you could, you wouldn't imagine him doing it to Beavers. It'd be Beavers trying to like teach Holding type of thing. And I say the slow but like strong Beavers would like be a good foil for Holding. I think they'd be teaching each other things, It'd be, like mm-hmm. a very um, give and take sort of thing, which yeah, would definitely. be good. Yeah, and I think signing him with defeat in reserve if he doesn't fuck off. Leaves us with hopefully Derek playing in midfield. I don't know if you said that in your article, Johnny. We'll, we'll go on that. We'll talk about that after we talk about the latest signing. But I think De- if Derek, Derek looks to be staying, there's not been any interest in him. So hopefully he's, he's, on, a, he's on a long contract as well, and I reckon he'll be on decent wages. Probably. And I'd, 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 I think, yeah, I say we'll talk about it momentarily. But the final signing, who was signed literally today, ladies and gentlemen, is striker Jamie Proctor, who. Not exactly the most amazing goal record in the world. Sixteen, in, oh, four goals in sixteen games for Bradford last year. But again, he's a player who's Parkinson knows having him on loan at Bradford last year. He was only like the backup because um, I believe Hansen, who's Bradford's main striker, was injured, and that's why Proctor was coming in. And it's basically the, what everyone's been saying is that he's just he'll run through brick walls. Um, it's good hold-up play, good target man, can lead the line on his own, which Parkinson likes to do. Got a good height about him, six two, I believe. Still young, only twenty four. What do you reckon to this signing, Johnny? Great again, great signing to sign a, a striker who is so big and uh, fast as so, well. Start, um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say fans, prolific, so. but he's he's obviously quite strong and he's been highly rated. He's played under Parkinson before. I mean, when you when you when your club signs a manager who's been at a club and done well. Um, you want him to bring, or at least attempt to bring, some of his players. And the fact that they've worked mm-hmm. together before is very encouraging. Mm-hmm. And he's only a year younger than Gary Medine, and I'm already thinking I'm going to like him. Yeah, um, just it, like people undermine effort and stuff, but effort just harnesses like respect from fans and stuff. And if we see him chasing down a loose ball and we win a corner off it, or it comes to nothing, people are just going to quickly adhere to him just because. I think that's again that's what the Bradford fan said on the article online of com. It's saying like he may not have been the best or the most technically proficient or anything, but he was he was a trier, which didn't exactly do Armando any favours, but you know, Proctor isn't costing nine million or whatever. No. So, so yeah, I'm fairly happy with this. And it, I I feel like it'd be very good for Clough, who would actually having a striker who'll do the running, will draw away centre backs, be the you know, be the strong guy for him to allow Clough to actually come in and play off someone whereas Medine just wasn't mobile enough to play that role. What do you reckon, Tom? From what I've seen and read about him, he looks like Gary Medine's done right. Like when God was making Gary Medine, he was probably on the fucking ale. But when he was making Proctor, <laughs> he looks like he was you know, fully sober, 
had his wits about him, and he made an actual good tall striker. Well, for League One standards, at least. Yeah, yeah, we can't. Vegas can't be choosing that and whatnot. It's a league, uh, you know, League One standing. And ladies and gentlemen, Jamie is back. Jamie, how are you doing? Fine, fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Half an hour to a blow your laptop. Ridiculous. Yeah. We've been talk- um, talking about a lot of subjects in your, you know, in your absence. Um, we'll just talk about Jamie Proctor right at this current moment in time. What do you reckon to his signing? What do you reckon about him? And what do you reckon of Beavers and Taylor as well? Uh, well, Taylor obviously fills a position that we're quite light on, so I think that's a very mm-hmm. good thing, because uh, Tom Walker's the only other winger in the squad, isn't he? Uh, Walker, uh, and I just remember Clayton probably can play it wide. Oh, yeah, Clayton got, probably can yeah, play it wide. Well, that's what we want to. Yeah, so that's definitely filling a hole, which is great. Um, Beavers, I mean, I've heard a lot about him over the years, and it seems like we've got ourselves a good sort of lower championship, League One quality defender, at the very least, so... And given our other options, withholding, probably leaving as well, it's probably a very good bit of business. Um, Proctor, I've heard he doesn't score that many goals in League One, which could be a problem, but I, 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 don't, I don't know anything about him, so I can't really comment. Fair enough, fair enough. We were, just, we were talking earlier as well, I want to make a quick comment on what do you think of the appointment of Parkinson? What was your reaction to it? How do you think he'll do, etc., etc.? I think that's a good appointment. Um, I think, you know, that some of the names flying about. Uh, were either uh, thoroughly uninspiring, sort of the likes of Nigel Atkins, who just wouldn't really inspire, and then you've got people like Giggs, who it would have been amazing, but he would have lacked the experience, which I think was key with that. So I think having found someone who who knows these leagues well, knows what it takes to build a team to get promoted and stuff, I think that's a really good positive move, and to potentially have brought him out of the contracts and stuff is um, particularly positive on the financial side as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think we all made those points very well made um, so we have made three signings in five days which is you know the, the first permanent signings we made since fucking part of a chub cut which shivers down the spine um, <laughs> we'll, we'll go strict. we'll keep with you Jamie since you've been missing um, where else do Bolton seem to strengthen are there any players in particular you'd like us to sign um, well the fullbacks and the goalkeeper stands out particularly because mm-hmm. Uh, we've only really got Amos now, haven't we? Um, albeit we've got some younger players. No, I don't who could think we play, have that many but... younger keepers anymore. We've only got Will Yeskalan, and who you know he's only eighteen, I think. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to be throwing him into the mix, would you? Uh, necessarily. So we definitely need a new keeper, and obviously the jury's still out as to whether Amos is good enough as well. So to bring someone in who could give him some good competition would be a fantastic move. I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who would. Um, Necessarily, yeah, Bogdan's available on loan. <laughs> 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 going Wigan, which is fucking. Imagine the absolute scenes if oh. he came back. I'd, I'd love it, me. I love Bogdan. I think me. everybody would. You can't blame him for going to a bigger team when we when we were shit. So and he was out of contract. It wouldn't be number one though, which would be weird. Like Bogdan number fucking thirteen or whatever. I think yeah. Like Give him the twenty-two. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. You still with us, Jamie? Um, but yeah, he he definitely find himself a good championship club, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. They take it it's not about Amos. Yeah, he went, yeah. Cut off there. You cut off there again. <laughs> I, I, I do like lads. I think I, I think Amos is decent. You know, I mean, he I had like a bit of a he, did fuck he had a he had a shit uh, he had a shit season last season, but he's playing in front of a a backline that were relegated sort of after Christmas, 
he was lacking in confidence. There was loads of things gone wrong. The, the team was all over the place. He, they, they weren't getting paid. There's so much shit that went wrong last season. And I think, although you expect your goalkeeper to be like a rock, he's also he's, he's only human, just like an outfield player. But it's just that his mistakes matter matter more. Really, mm-hmm. that's that's the only thing. So and... let, just think about when we got him on loan. Yeah. Uh, in, in Lennon's first season he was awesome that's the reason we signed him anyway so and everyone don't... was very happy we had signed him everyone exactly happy. don't don't forget that and I think people like Beavers coming in and if we sign a, a more solid fullback than, than Laurie Wilson um, and I, I quite like Moxie I'm a big fan but other people think we should replace him as well Moxie I think that's a... go off the fucking cliff like again that. he's another one though but I think he's pl- he played well um, he earlier did, on in the season so he did for a long so... time but then he uh, you know he went straight and especially as we saw Tyler Garrett which that one came out of fucking nowhere uh, exactly but term, well he rejected a, he rejected an offer of a contract that's what it was yeah okay. um, so I, I think if we get a decent back line and they're all together as a unit and we're not leaking goals left right and centre I think Amos will do do better than he did in his first season with us. I have a worry about Amos. Go on, go on, Tom, after you. My worry with Amos is, in League One, every single player can fucking score a wonder goal. That's just an unwritten rule about the lower leagues. And we all know that Amos' weakness is shots from afar. So, I mean... To a point where I was even questioning his actual eyesight last season. Yeah. But my my concern with Amos is that he's on so much money, like eighteen grand a week, probably. I imagine he's on a lot of money, and you know, so are players like Davis, uh, Spearing, Prattley, potentially Derek. Sacrifices are probably going to have to be made at some point, and hope it's going to end up being the young players who we can get money for, but are on fuck all wages instead of these players who are largely failures and not that good and we're, we're not going to get rid of many players now Dan right. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't hold out think, any hope no do I don't think I don't think we're going to get we want to get rid of the one the ones that have been sold the ones that have been released are the only ones that will leave unless unless think? a bit unless a bid comes in for a player we're, we're, we're not we're not going to no I don't think he'll go like it's not about like all the players that have been released so think think about when a club's like we only hear about Parkinson signing when it gets done but there's, there could be conversations for months before, so he'll you don't know what they talk about. He'll look at the squad and say, right, he and they'll show him the list of contracts and who's out of contract, etc., and say, right, he needs it renewing, he needs it renewing. Get rid of all those because they're all shit and we don't need them. They cost too much money, whatever, or they're not going to play. Or there's there's various different things that get spoken about, and the, what we need to we've got a very small squad. He said that when he came in. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, probably, he's, probably he's got twenty one. Teams yeah, that's center. very that's very very low for a professional club. So he's cut out all the shit already. All the players that have been released, he likes of um, Stephen Dobby, Twat, um, <laughs> Rob Hall. It was it was his time to leave. Um, you know, there's a few that load like Heskey. Dance. He's Dan's. I'm, I quite like Dan's, but he's getting on a bit like for a footballer. Yeah. He's 34, 35. So I think it they, speaks a lot that none of them have got new clubs. Exactly, and a lot of the young lads as well that have never played for us, or only played once or twice, that were never going to break into the first team because they're not as good as players like Holden and Clough, Vela, Clayton. So that's done now. So we're we're going to sign more players, and the rest will either become in the development squad and then leave during the season or in January or whatever. But the majority now, like the likes of Laurie Wilson, Liam Trotter. Um, Mark Davis who when I was writing that article I'd actually forgotten about because he was that shit last season 
Mm-hmm. Like all of them will, they'll all stay now. They'll just become squad players. Do you unless not think um, financial restraints will require them to be sold off. No, look, I think I think we would have I think we would have heard more about it. Um, okay. And what what cause a lot of those players are under contract, so they can't just be released unless they unless they come to obviously some sort of compensation deal. But mm-hmm. other than that, like it's about we need experience to get out of this league. True. So there you go. That's me done. Yeah, fair enough. Um, where do you think we? Are, where no, to the original question? Where else do you think we need strengthening? And was there any players you'd like to see us sign? It's hard to say. Like, who do you want us to sign at this point when nobody has any fucking clue who any of the players are? We'd actually go for. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's tough. Um, I really don't know who who is out there. Who's a free agent? I'd, I'd love us to get some some younger lads in on loan from the only from one Premier I League know clubs. Of is Jack Payne from Scunthorpe? Oh, Southend. Sorry. Phil Brown's lads, who yeah. is probably one of their, you know, highly rated lads. He's a free agent now, I believe, but he'd probably have to be reimbursed because he's a young lad. Again, so like that. Again, we we need to stay away from players that have got like we we don't want we want to try and avoid like Rob Hallgate because of um, like signing a young player and then having to go to a some sort of like tribunal or whatever. We need players that are either free agents, which is what we've done. Are players that we can get very very cheaply. So I think, and I remember, um, Ken, was it either it's either Ken Anderson or uh, Dean Holdsworth's first interview or press conference saying that they had um, established good links with a, a few big Premier League clubs. Oh yeah, that's true. To, to look at getting players in on lo- on loan. So hopefully, they still that still stands and they're still working mm-hmm. on it and stuff. Because um, it'd be nice to get the younger lads. Like imagine the scenes if we got Rashford on loan. I don't think it'll be quite that. No, it's probably not going to happen. But you know, you know what I mean. Probably. Players of players of that age and that ilk who are young and hungry and ready to ready to to do well. Look, no, look at like look at Deli Alley who went to MK Dons. Like he smashed it there. They got promoted and now he plays for Spurs in England. Mm-hmm. So and um, I think it's interesting. Parkinson did that with a, vil- a couple of Villa youngsters last year. So he obviously has connections at certain clubs to bring players in and do really well. I think yeah, I think you're right there. I think we may be using. But the thing is, there is no loan windows anymore is there in half of the season so everything's going to have to be done before September 1st or whatever the uh, deadline is this time yeah yeah it's interesting though and um, Tom is there anyone uh, where else do you think we need to strengthen and is it again is there anyone you know who you'd like to see us sign I think we're lacking a playmaker I think we need a playmaker Clough Davis Clayton nah I disagree disagree with Clough yeah Clough's not really a playmaker he's not a second striker yeah okay You'd say Matt Davis, sorry to interrupt, you would say Matt Davis, but again, I, I don't think his heart's in it with us anymore. Yeah, I think he's just in there for the for the uh, pair check, really. Mm-hmm. So where else do you reckon? Um, goalkeeper. I've, I have doubts about Amos. His distribution is good, but obviously his shot-stopping is very, very, very suspect. Mm-hmm. The full-back situation he'd sign out. But other than that... We've got Pisano, I keep forgetting. He'll be going. There's a break if you fucking... Uh... Oh, is he still um, with us? We still got him. Yeah, yeah, he's on a two-year deal. He'll be good. Good, good signing, Neil. Good, well oh, fucking hell! And we and we got rid of Casado. R.I.P. Jesus. Oh, uh, we could Cassano do with uh, we Sorry. could do with another winger. I think mm-hmm. winger depth is. But yeah, other than that, I think we're um are all right. What do you think up front? Because we only got Medine, Proctor, Newell, Samizade. I think it's Clough. If you want to say, and Clayton. If you want to push. I think Clayton and um, I think Clayton would, if he if he could stay fit, he could be our um, 
second striker. I mean, not second striker as in you know the position. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, I think it would. I, I certainly wouldn't complain if we got another striker in, but I don't think it's mm. a necessity. Okay. So personally, I think we're a, we're a breath in centre midfield still. You know, Vela, Trotter, Derek, Spearing. Uh, have I forgotten anyone? Davis, I suppose. Have I forgotten anyone else? Trotter. I didn't say him. Did you did say him. Prattley. Prattley, fucking forgetting the captain. Um, that says it all, does it not? And he could probably play it wide, but yeah. So we've do, you got say so sp- many... do you say Spearing? Yeah, yeah. So we've got yeah. so many centre midfielders. Probably need to sell at least Trotter, if we can. Centre backs, providing holding doesn't go. We're probably all right there because Derek can double up as a centre back and a centre midfielder, I suppose. Then you know you've got Beavers and Devate, and then Finney, of course, as well. So again, I think full backs, wingers, and I do and keeper. We need you know another one there, and I do think we could do it with another striker because we don't have much variation. You know, Clay, as you say, Clayton can't stay fit. Clough isn't really a striker. He's a bit of a no man, and he just has no. He hasn't really found his proper place yet. We all know it's behind the striker, but he hasn't really made it his own yet, hopefully he can do it next year. I feel like we need something else, like another type of striker, because we've only got two target men there. I feel like we need something a bit more mobile, a bit more clinical. What about Woolery? What about oh, Woolery, of course, yeah. yeah oh, I forgot about him. Completely yeah. forgot. I think but, Woolery, um, personally, I think Woolery will be that's a good uh, first choice, rather than Clough. Interesting, he's still um, got his pace, and, well, could, be, could have the clinicalness. Clinicalness? What yeah, he needs he, he, he needs to gain the clinical edge because I mean the pace is amazing. But um, the two times I saw him last season, just he once he got in the position, he didn't know what to do with himself. Mm-hmm. If he can work on that, then you know he'll be a great he'll well great player. He'll be a very useful player for us at the very least because that pace is impressive. But mm-hmm. he gets run out for uh, goal kicks far too easily at the moment. So hopefully he'll yeah. work on that over the summer and then. But he, he's another wide man as well. Like we're saying, we need another wide man. He could play out could wide, could, yeah, potentially, yeah. with the pace. But. Yeah, but I think he's I think he's better than Clough in League One. I think Clough. I, I think Clough's going to get. I think Clough's going to get bullied again. He's too, he's, he's too small. He's what he can't hold the ball up. He needs it into his feet. He, he'll have more time and space. Don't don't get me wrong. But unless we have the players who can provide him with the ball, like Tom said, a playmaker, then. It's pointless having him on the pitch. We we end up playing with ten men, whereas Woolery's got Woolery's got pace, and he can um, he can get in behind. He's like a a lower league Jamie Vardy. Mm-hmm. He'll get in behind, and he, at least he'll, he'll run for the ball. Clough doesn't do that. He's not. He's not. He's got no pace. He needs it to him. He doesn't need to go over the. He doesn't like going. I, do, I would disagree. He does have pace, but I feel like his pace comes more. When he's on the ball, rather than off. Yeah, head. it's not like he's not to chase to chase the ball. That's not what he's he's good at. So I, I personally, I think Woolery playing off someone like Proctor is is a good combination. Interesting, interesting. So is that what you? So I alluded to earlier. You did an article that's going live tomorrow morning. You probably be, or tomorrow at dinner time. You'll probably be you'll probably be up by the time you listen to this. What is the team you went for? Out of all the of the current squad, what team do you reckon would start at Sheffield United? Uh, I went for Amos, Standard. Uh, Laurie Wilson, uh, Rob Holding, Mar Beavers, uh, Moxie, and then I went for Derek in a holding midfield role. Um, I went for what's his name? The, the guy we signed from Blackburn, free agent. Taylor. Taylor. Taylor, sorry, yeah. I know said Chris Walker, what, that's definitely what not his name. 
um, four one three two. Um, with okay, okay. So yeah, we got you got Derek in the in the role that we all love him in yeah, in the okay. Campo role. You got Taylor on the right, uh, Spearing in the middle, Prattley Prattley on the left. Okay. Um, that's just because because the, I've written the article on the premise that say we don't get the embargo lifted and we're not allowed to sign any more players from this day forward. Yeah, yeah. So like we don't sign another left-sided player, so we are our own. At this point, you'd imagine yeah, you can. He won't get left out. It's as simple as that. But if he's club captain, he's going to start. So that's why um, Parkinson does keep him as such. Yeah, I could yeah. see him changing. Yeah, me too. But we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. And then I went for uh, Woolery and Proctor up front. And then I listed like I listed the players that have missed out. Obviously, you got like Tom Walker, Medine, Matt Davis, Vella. Although I did, I did mention Vela could potentially play at right back if Laurie mm-hmm. Wilson's uh, not preferred, and I also mentioned that I couldn't really choose between Clough and Woolery, but I've decided since I wrote the article that I pref- I, Woolery just edges it. Okay, excuse me. So there you go. What would you go for, Jamie? With the squad we've got now, what would you be our starting eleven come August um, sixth? I believe this this day of the season is. Probably quite similar. I, I, it, it cut out when Johnny was saying who his left back is, but I guess it was probably Moxie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one else. Yeah, there, there is there is no one else. Is there? And then yeah, centre backs be the same. I mean, I might be tempted to maybe have Walker in the team or something like that. Maybe not have Prattley, but other than that, I'd obviously maybe Clough. But other than that, I'm not sure what I'd change really. Okay, Tom, how about yourself? Um, I'd do a four-two-three-one. I'd yeah. do um, Amos. Vela holding Beavers and Moxie. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Asede and Spearing holding, Ooh. as in holding the midfield. Yeah. Um, Chris Taylor on the left. I'm not sure. <laughs> Does anyone know what, what um, Chris Taylor's... Right, right I, I, I searched and I think he's right-footed from what I've seen. Right. Well, the goal the goal that he scored, which I just watched earlier, he scored with his right foot. So. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's the right wing, yeah. Yeah, Taylor on the left. Um, Clough in the middle. Tom Walker on the right. Okay. And um, yeah, I'd put um, Chris Proch up front. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Your team is very, very similar to mine. Actually, in fact, basically up until Walker, we are the same. I'd I'd probably start either. Well, I'd have Taylor on the right because actually, I'd um, can I make a revision to my team? You, you go for that. Um, I'll, I'd put Woolery on the right instead of Walker. Okay, interesting. Well, I'd I was just gonna say I'll have Taylor on the right because he is like right footed, and I think. Parker seems to me like the manager who will play no he won't be doing the inverted winger fancy shout he'll be doing solid wingers to the byline crosses in interesting Feeney would probably play well under him but alas um, so yeah I'd, I'd agree the same defence I'd probably play Vela right back until a better option came along because I don't think Laurie Wilson is that bad he's not very fast and he's not very he's not that good either I think Vela could probably do a better job Spearing and Derek I agree I feel like he's very solid um, and uh, Spearing obviously is the guy who's like can mow a boat and win the ball back and just be the like the I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Spearing actually gets the armband back. I think it's I between so. him. I think it's between him and Beavers. But Spearing, you know, he's free to play as much as we want him to next season, which is a good thing. If he doesn't get sold off, and as he was playing really well up to until the point of his contract dialing last year, I could see him. Like I, said, I could see him doing the hard work where Derek reads the game really well can win intercept the ball a lot protect and shield that defence and he could be the one I think he could be the one who could be the playmaker and flip, ping the passes to the likes of Clough who I would have in the middle still for now who could sorry Derek 
I think Derek's a very good Oh, right. Yeah, no, I agree. Sorry, mate. I thought you said Prattley. I was about to oh, um, podcast. Um, Derek, yeah, and then I'd probably, I'd probably have Prattley on the left because, again, he's captain up until now and he'll it, probably be alright in League 1, to be fair. As much as we all dislike him, he does the running about and stuff. I don't particularly like him out there. I don't particularly like him in his actual position either, but what can you do? I, again, I may, maybe Woolery, but I don't know. Oh, actually, no, fuck that, Clayton. I have Clayton on the left. Um, I don't think I really need to explain. He's a good player. His best time, his best brief time at Bolton was when he was playing on the left, having him out there on the left, all playing along, you know, Clough, Taylor and Clayton all trying to um, support Proctor up front. And you know, then we've got you know, Dave, I'm interesting. None of us have Davis in our teams. Absolutely. No, because he's 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 boring. He's, he, I'm bored of him. I'm bored okay. of his existence at the club. Like, what's the point in him? He wanted to leave in January when it was all going tits up. So fuck off, mate. We're done with you. Mm-hmm. Go and find how a, many, like, how many find times a new he club. Meant to have le- how many times has he meant to have left our club? Exactly. Right I'm, I'm bored. I'm bored of it, and I'm I'm. It's, it's equally as boring because he went to Sheffield Wednesday and asked for like twenty eight grand a week. Yeah. Like, you you having a laugh, mate? You play for bottom of the. T- like literally bottom of the table championship club at the time, like bore off. If you, do, for him. Well, if you don't want to be at the club, if you don't want to be at the club, just negotiate some sort of compensation. In fact, first of all, get off your fucking high horse, and then negotiate some sort of compensation. And go and find yourself another club because what is the point? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do just, think like you said earlier that you don't think anyone else will leave. I would be very surprised if Davis is still here, unless he feels like rejuvenated under a new manager and shows that he's with. But again, I don't see him as a Parkinson player. He's on high wages. It would not only a year left. It wouldn't surprise me. Maybe, but who's who's going to buy him? Like, why well, would you I buy him? I suspect say I don't think anyone would buy him. I think we'd let him go for free just to get the wages off. Um, I've just FYI whilst we're talking about uh, defenders, and okay. um, I mean like he would be in your team because I know it was interesting. You all said the same back line except you, Dan, who might play better at right back. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just seen on Twitter that we're apparently looking at a guy called Zeki Fryers. Oh, who yeah. sign him immediately? Just yeah, that on on low. Do you know who Zeki Fryers is? I, I, his name rings a bell, but I didn't realise it. I knew he played for Spurs. Yeah, I knew he played for Spurs. And Spurs wanted to sign him on a free, but Daniel Levy being Daniel Levy, he didn't want to pay the like they were trying to. Exu- he was a free agent, and they didn't want to do the exuberant like compensation. So they let him go to fucking Strandley Age for six months, and then sign him for Strandley Age for like nothing. And now he's at Spurs. No, he's not. He's at Palace. Oh, um, he's at Palace now. Yeah, he's, he's, at, he's at Spurs. He was at Spurs for a, a season, thirteen, fourteen, made seven appearances, and then he went to Palace in two thousand and fourteen, and then he's been loaned out to Rotherham and Ipswich since, and then he went. To, then he got bought by Palace. Um, highly rated. I don't think he's reached them. Like no, he played. He played for England at under sixteen, seventeen, and nineteen. So he, he's played for. In his career, his professional career, he's played for United, Standard League, Spurs, Palace, Rotherham and Ipswich. So, looking Where at getting him the, on. Uh, who are the links with? Who's linked us with him? Uh, just some random random thing on Twitter, but it would be... Uh, I mean, it's a, bit of a weird, it's a bit of a weird thing to lie about, you know what I mean? It's, uh, why would somebody yeah, make that yeah, It's but, an interesting one, because again, it's like the loans from Premier League clubs, as we were mentioning, League One. He'd probably be alright in League One, but he definitely hasn't reached the high standards that he was linked with. But he's a left back. We are in need of one. So well, there's there's sense. three there's three people ahead of him who can play in that position at um, at um, Palace. Palace. There's Martin Kelly who can play there. They've got Suarez, and yeah. I've just read his name. There's one more guy. So he's not he's not played for Palace ever. Mm, it'll be an interesting one, but yeah, unless there's 
Is there anything else we want to discuss in the world of Bolton Wanderers? I think we've been talking for well over an hour now. Is there anything, Jamie? Is there anything you wanted to get off your chest since you missed most of this? Uh, not particularly. No, not, not that I can think of, to be honest. Okay. Is there, is there anything, any other points we want to make, gentlemen? Do we think there's going to be a kit reveal before Saturday? Intriguing. I don't know, it seems a bit of a shit show this year, doesn't it? Like, yeah. There's been nothing really... I'd have thought they'll announce something, and if not, what? I'll be in Denmark first time to see it. So. What are all your opinions on the um, third kit? Mm. Shit I, Well, right, It wasn't even the kit, really, was it? It was It was the shirt with the random shorts thrown in, because yeah. they had nothing else. But the the shirt itself is an hanging colour, but I quite like the like pin, pinstripe hoop design and I think if that was in red and blue that would be beautiful well, yeah but what about yourself I think it, I think it's absolutely horrible <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, that shade of yellow and combined with the, the just really cheap looking stripes I just and the shorts just didn't complement it at all mm-hmm. anyone else well I, as you know I'm in the world of sport Kit design, yeah. So would you like me to, left, right, and centre, Jelly. Would you like me to? Would you like me to explain what uh, what's gone on here and what mistakes Macron have made? Oh, dude. So we we're, we're now seeing. Let's be honest, lads. We were signed by Macron, and we're a, we, we were a marquee club. They expected us to get promoted. They've got a stadium. We're the only team that they sponsor the stadium for. So we're like a big thing. Like, can you imagine if we at Umbro had the Umbro Stadium? Mm-hmm. Like we we put loads of effort into that club, wouldn't we? But obviously we've been relegated now, and it's all shit. And to my understanding, from a couple of people that I know on the grapevine, well, you should be um, about this. Phil. Well, it's not really it's not really worth writing about because I'm not sure it's true. But okay. apparently Phil Parkinson wasn't entirely happy with the kit, so it's not good for a kit supplier when a, a new manager comes in and wants to make changes because kits are made and signed off, and production starts in like yeah. Jan- January. So, How, the, what, would a manager have a problem with the kit? What problem would he have? With the, the manager, well, he might not like the colour. He might not be happy with the, the quality of the fabric. He might. He's not a stylish be, man. Like, yeah, he is. He is. It, look, don't be, be under no illusions that a football club revolves around the manager completely. Like everything, everything goes yeah. through the manager. So, whether the players go and visit somebody at a hospital or the players go somewhere after training, like it all goes through the manager. It's, it's like being a parent to a lot of people. Basically, um, so and Macron have, have dropped a bollock really because they've they've allowed Parkinson to make those changes. What they should have done is just said no, like suck it up and you can have your kit next season. Um, but they've allowed him to make those changes, or they've allowed something to happen, which means that uh, the kit's been delayed. And the worst thing you can do as a brand is why would you reveal the third kit first? Yeah, and, it's it, and it's, it's not, not even—it's not even a reveal. It was just—it's it's not even—it's but it's not even a kit that you can buy. Like it's, it's teamwork, and anybody could go into a Macron. There's a Macron store in Stockport. You could just go in, flick through a catalogue. If you're like, oh, so is that what it was? It was just literally a yeah. That's what that's what, te- that's really? what teamwear is. Yeah, oh so t- teamwear. If you ever hear the word teamwear, that's like um, you got yeah yeah. It's a template kit. So you go into a sports shop, flick through a catalogue. If you're like. I don't know, yeah, yeah. like I mean, Bolton, AFC Bolton or whatever, and you say, right, I want 30 of those, put this badge on it, and like Dave's conservatories across the front, that's what yeah. teamwear is, so anybody can buy that kit. Oh, I wonder if then the badges on the actual kits won't be ironed on, like they were. No, they won't, no, they'll be stitched, they'll be oh, stitched. That's really, that's so, really. like, but it's, it's just, it's shit, like, it's, it's shit from Macron's point of view, like, they'll know that it's not great, but hopefully they, um, 
Okay, they can reveal the new shirt because the like kits have been quality for Macron. I'd like to say. But the lads, they, they might if, if they don't if the kit's not ready. The, the lads will either on Saturday. The lads will either play in last season's one of last season's kits our or kit. our training kit. Can it even be? Um, like, have we got a new sponsor? Uh, yeah, it's that it's Keaton Keaton Supercars and um, like the it's the one they had in the last game of last season. Fucking god knows at this point. That's interesting. So yeah, there you go. That's an insight into the, uh... the inside the kit industry there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well. I think I think that's covered about everything we have to talk about today. Would you Would you all agree? Yeah, it's been a good yeah. good one. Yeah. Been a, been been a good, good to get back in form, get back in the groove. It's been a while. We hope you've enjoyed like episode fifty of the Line of Venus Sweet podcast. We'll hopefully be back next week. On I'll, I'll have every, uh, many a tale to tell from Copenhagen. Hopefully, Bolton. The thing is, Bolton aren't even playing at Copenhagen. They're playing half an hour away on a train uh, in some fucking two bob. Nowhere land, literally, <laughs> just like basically where we played against East, Eastleigh, basically last stand of the stadium in the middle oh of the field. But yeah, apparently, Denmark's actually cheap when you're not in Copenhagen, so fucking getting on it, lads, should be a great one. Ah, uh, of course, you listen to this on um, iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Please like, subscribe, rate, all that type of stuff, review. It helps us a lot for just looking quality. Of course, you go to lineofvienasuite.com for all our lovely articles. You can get that on Johnny, what Johnny's doing about Fingy. Uh, team for next year, which sounds very interesting, even though you've kind of had it spoiled for you today. Still read it. Words are better than, like, spoken words. Always. True. Dan's right. right. Make sure you read it. Read it. Read so it. Beautifully pointing out in this horribly stuttered outro <laughs> of course you can go to Twitter and follow us at lineofvnsd and facebook.com forward slash lineofvnsweet to hit list to get links to all that stuff and whatnot. you can fo- uh, um, Jamie where are you on Twitter uh, I am Jamie underscore moss one two three Johnny where are you I'm at Johnny Eckersley and Tom where are you I, I am at Coltav Wilson I am at Nebraska please give us all a follow you can get us all our opinions and whatnot. and if there's nothing else to say lads it's time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Tom. See ya. Say goodbye, Johnny. Bye, everyone. And it's goodbye from me. Hey.